This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita District 6 City Council Member Maggie Ballard. Welcome to Issues 2022. Nice to have you with us. Well, thanks for the invite. Well, let's let's begin with a little background. I like to do that on this show. Where, where are you from, and what schools did you attend? Sure. Um, I'm born and raised here in Wichita. I went to Woodland Preschool, Riverside Elementary, Marshall Middle School, uh, North High, and University Campus. All right. That's a good rounded <laughs> rounded education. Um, yeah. I understand that uh, you actually, you've owned at least two businesses. Is that correct? Yes, I have. Um, I've owned the Riverside Perk um, for about five years, and then I owned Maggie Scotch and Soda at 13th and West Street for just shy of 12 years. And from those, uh, from those two retail or over-the-counter businesses, what did you learn from them? What, what lessons did you take from them, Maggie? Uh, I, re- I learned how important relationships are, uh, communication, Listening, I mean, that's what you do as a bartender, right? You listen and, you know, counsel, problem solve, all of those things. So um, those are definitely some of my takeaways. Um, and actually, I really miss both of them. I, I can't believe how much I learned that I didn't even realize until, you know, just later on in life. They won't let you bartend at city council meetings? <laughs> no, I mean, not yet, not yet. All right, let's, let me backtrack just a little bit. District 6, for those who who are not aware of what, actually, what the geographic area do you represent? In? Sure. So um, it starts on the north side of Douglas and goes all the way to the city limit north and basically between 135 and 235, give or take. Okay. Into Riverside area, but uh, I get a disclaimer, you are my elected representative, right? Well, good. Since I live, I live about a block west of Marshall High, Junior High School there. Oh, very cool. It's middle school. Okay. Middle there. school, yeah. <laughs> All right, Maggie, what, what motivated you uh, to run for office then, for public office? You know, I've been working um, in the mental health field, um, mostly volunteer work for the last several, several years. And, you know, I also have my son just turned 12 yesterday. I also uh, just saw some issues that I thought maybe um, I could help with that were of interest of me. And I want to make sure that when it's time for Paxton to start his own roots with his career and his family, that there's enough opportunities here in Wichita that he doesn't have to look at Kansas City, Denver, Dallas, you know, some of those neighboring cities. Well, back to a little bit to the first part of that answer, uh, that uh, mental uh, mental health, that's become a huge issue here in our community just the past couple of years, hasn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, my parents had a store, um, an antique store in the 90s um, that was connected to the Eaton, you know, which is right next to NASCAR Park. So, you know, I was my son's age, about 12, and we were downtown a lot. So I knew that there was, like, homelessness and, and all of that. I just... To be honest, it doesn't really look like we've made a lot of progress, so we still have a, a lot of work to do. I still see a lot of the same things still going on now that I saw in the 90s. So I'm super motivated, but until we address the issue at the root, um, it's going to be difficult to move the needle. So while housing and workforce is really important, we need to make sure that they're getting well enough to go to work to stabilize their housing. Yeah, you won an election over an incumbent last fall. Not necessarily necessarily an easy thing to do. What was the secret to your success, do you think? 
You know, I mean, I think growing up in this district and having my businesses, which, you know, is coffee, but a lot of people drink coffee. And, and at some point, I feel like people were waiting on a pizza at Mola's or, you know, getting their phone worked on at MobileCom, that everybody made it to Maggie's at least once. So, you know, going to school in the neighborhood and still a lot of the parents living here, I just know a lot of people and I feel like um, some of the charitable work that I've done over the years, um, people just trust me and, um, you know, I... Did you you do any knocking on doors? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knocked doors like crazy. I even had to have my dad drive me. I couldn't believe... When you're walking Benjamin Hills, it's a lot further. The houses are a lot further apart than than you think <laughs> than when you're in a car. Are you are you enjoying your city council service so far? I'm absolutely loving it. It's um, it's definitely the everything that I hoped that it would be. Um, every day's different, um, and every day's hard. There's no smooth sailing, um, but that's okay. I'm I'm definitely uh, got my sleeves rolled up and, and ready to continue to work. But yes, I'm I'm absolutely um, loving it. All right. Well, uh, personally, I've seen many candidates over the years, uh, over the past few years, running on a promise to bring sound business practices to government operations. Uh, do you agree with that approach? Um, I mean, to be honest, you could kind of go both ways. I mean, I, I see both sides of it. I just want to make sure that um, there, there's good communication. I think that's one of the things that I have learned the most at City Hall is it's hard to navigate um, even when you're inside. I mean, obviously, I'm still learning, but it, it's not easy. And I don't know that we could run every single department, you know, like a business um, but I certainly think it's a model that um, that we can, you know, kind of go off of a little bit. Although a business uh, has a has the pressure, of course, of of earning a uh, or ma- making a profit. Uh, still, mm-hmm. you've got to operate within a budget that's basically the same the same thing, I guess, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It sounds like a big budget until you start looking at it on paper. <laughs> oh yeah, line by line, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, and there's a lot of lines. Now, and on the other hand, governments do compete with other business, governments these days for attraction of new business and jobs. We hear about that a lot. Uh, how, how far should the city uh, city hall go in trying to lure new businesses? Do you think? Well, I think it's important to you know be open minded and you know always encourage um, businesses to to come to Wichita. Um, I think you know since we're pretty centrally located. Um, you know, there's a couple different projects going on right off of major highways that have easy access, you know, big warehouses. Maybe that's something that Wichita hasn't been able to offer in the past. So I think we're open to a market that maybe we haven't been able to um, entertain in the past. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about um, some of those new projects going on. What about industrial revenue bonds? And now bonds, I know they have uh, control and restrictions, and there are a lot of strings tied to an industrial revenue bond. But I think the, the average listener out there, average citizen says, whoa, $2 million in industrial bonds. They think we're just handing, you're handing them money, don't they? But it's a little more complicated than that. Yes. Um, and actually, I had a one-on-one meeting with our um, economic development um, lady uh, to make sure that I understood because I was getting a lot of feedback on, oh my gosh, you know, $40 million. And I had to just, you know, make sure that everyone understands. And I even tell 
um, Tim Goodpasture whenever he's up at the bench. I'm like, okay, now explain that again, just so that everybody knows we're not necessarily writing a check. So there has been a lot um, of questions and I've gotten a lot of feedback around that. So I think just making sure that we're educating people on what that really means um, and making sure that everyone um, dots all the I's and crosses all the T's to make sure that um, everybody's following the the rules. Well, there is, I'm sure, that inclination. I've been covering news now for a long time but there are times when they start in with the you know the set and the 4ata and the star bond it can be a little confusing i'm glad just take a time out and you may feel like you're a little dumb but hey the rest of us out here we like to have that stuff explained too so thanks for doing that yeah yeah i think that's important i mean it's 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 a complicated topic anyway especially you know, with all the talk about star bonds and TIFFs and, and all that stuff around the ball field, I've just tried to make sure that we're all comfortable enough to, you know, explain it to my 12-year-old son that anybody can understand what's going on because it, it all people are seeing is the dollars and it's, you know, scary for everybody. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations and our guest is Wichita District 6 City Council member Maggie Ballard. At a recent meeting, citizens tried to assess the biggest challenges facing Wichita. Uh, I don't know if you were at that meeting, but uh, illegal drugs apparently was prominent. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, listening to that question, I mean, probably the biggest thing that comes to mind is fentanyl. Um, obviously, meth, you know, is we hear about that a lot in the news, and, and that is a huge problem, but so is fentanyl, and you know, it's terrifying. I, I was actually doing um, reading a report yesterday just about trying to get my mind wrapped around some of our local statistics, and it's terrifying. Um, it, I feel like everything, fentanyl is in everything, and just the smallest, you know, dose can, can kill people. So um, we definitely have got to hone in on that a little bit more um, to try to prevent some of these overdoses. You know, there's an age group there. I noticed this that was uh, when they were breaking down the demographics of who mostly is is being young. killed. It's the young people at 15 to 24 or something like that. And right. yeah, we got to we got to make sure those kids know this stuff is dangerous where it is, and it's in a lot of different uh, a lot of different pills, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I hear that a lot of people are making you know the pills, and they're not even you know measuring it so. You would maybe you took one pill before, but maybe it has a little bit more fentanyl, and so you're taking the same dose as in you know one pill, but you don't really know how much fentanyl is in it, and sometimes it's enough to enough to take your life, which is mm-hmm. you know just tragic. Very scary. Yeah. I talked to the well, last time I talked to the police chief. Uh, uh, it may have been the last. Well, it was the last chief, yes. and, and he was talking about the fact that I, I mentioned meth, and of course, as you said, you're. Exactly what he said. Meth was the biggest problem at that time. This has been a few mm-hmm. months back. And he said, but the thing is, we're not manufacturing it in, in somebody's backyard or in their camper. This stuff's coming up the border off through Mexico. And yeah. uh, it's very organized now. That, that's what I hear, um, which is, you know, a whole other, you know, issue that, you know, we won't be able to tackle <laughs> no. all by ourselves. Yeah. But um, it's definitely something that's on our radar. And um, I feel like they learn a little bit more about it every day. And speaking of police chiefs, city managers searching for a new one. Um, yeah. Any thoughts uh, about what qualities we need to look for in a, in a new police chief as we try to uh, replace Gordon Ramsay? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, good communication, relationships, and, you know, transparency. I, I feel like that's almost taboo these days, but I think those are, are really, really important. Um, and I know that um, I've talked to some of my colleagues just about, you know, some specific um, areas of, of expertise, you know, maybe that we that is of interest to us, like, you know, reducing um, youth gun violence, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to do a little bit more preventative stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what that process looks like. Um, I, you know, was cautious of um, and when Gordon Ramsay was um, here and when they were doing that whole process. So I know a little bit of it, but I guess being on this side of it um, will be a whole new take. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to get that process going. But I'm extremely grateful that um, Chief Moore has um, been willing to step up, um, you know, these last couple of months and however long we're, we're going to need him to help fulfill that need in the interim. You, know, you you say your son was what twelve, and I remember when when my children and 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 then my grandchildren is coming into that age of young teens. Uh, wow, it's uh, we we want to protect them just as much as we can. There's there's they're so precious to us. I know <laughs> the uh, the subject of trees has been mentioned, and and I, <laughs> we're Riverside people. And our city has, as I understand, about forty thousand fewer trees than we had just a few years ago. What can yeah. City Hall do? Can we encourage people to plant trees somehow? Yeah, you know, I've been um, I've been following this project. You know, like you said, we do live in Riverside. That's one of the reasons that I do live in Riverside. I love the, I love the trees. I love the river. I love everything that comes with that. Um, I don't think City Hall's done a very good job at replacing them. You know, we've even been a little slow at taking out you know dead trees and staying on top of the maintenance of the trees. So, I thought it was interesting that. Um, the public only has 10 to 15% of the tree canopy and the rest of it is on, on private land. So I, I would encourage, you know, um, citizens to plant more trees, but with that comes watering, you know, and, and trees are expensive. I was just joking around with my dad that this past Sunday for Mother's Day, that trees were half off at um, Sutherland's. I said, so run over and buy all the trees, to, you know, continue to plant them. Mm-hmm. But something else I thought was interesting that I just learned um, in the idea of trees is that we don't have a lot of what they call teenage trees. You know, we have a lot of the ones that they're just now planting that are maybe under 10. And then we have like 80 year old trees. So we don't have anything like in the middle. And I think, you know, that just shows that um, we've kind of neglected to continue to replace the ones that we've taken out. So yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I've got a brand new one in the front yard. I've got some of the, as you say, some of those older ones around and, and and just weeding out my property, taking out the trees I didn't we didn't need that were causing problems, and putting up another one. It, it, you were exactly right. It's very expensive. Uh, yeah. For a private person to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on top of the maintenance, I just got my trees trimmed yesterday, and I about died when they told me it was a thousand dollars. And I know it's worth it. It's just you just don't expect you know tree maintenance, I guess, to be that expensive but i certainly don't want to get up in the tree i think you got off light there but (laughs) well you know i'm watching uh, the the people who actually took down my 60 foot uh, pine tree in their front yard watching those four or five guys work that can be a little dangerous because there's logs dropping out of the trees but they did a great job yeah my hat's off to them well can you tell us about food deserts and the availability of healthy food to all wichitans what do you think about that 
Well, so um, Paxton and I, my son, we have our nonprofit. So we've been dealing with food insecurity and food deserts for a little over five years. So it's interesting to me, you know, how many grocery stores have closed, like even, you know, the Dillon's at 13th and Waco. You know, I mean, that's that's the store that we closed. And you wouldn't think that the grocery store at 21st and Amadon is that far. But, you know, transportation is a huge issue citywide. So people that are walking to the store, you know, there is nothing close and convenient. So it bothers me that there isn't more fresh options available. I think especially during the pandemic, um, there's been so many awesome programs that have tried to um, offer fresher food um, and meat and produce and things like that, but that's just not sustainable. So um, I hate, you know, that the stores have closed, um, but it's also, there's some areas that like the grocery stores just don't work. And I, and I'm not sure why, I guess that's the million dollar question is, you know, why did food savers close um, Uber or yeah, the save a lot, I'm sorry, over, you know, off of, off of Oliver or the one down South, because certainly there's nothing else to replace it. And I hate the idea of dollar stores and, you know, family dollar and things like that going in as a replacement because it's not, it's not a replacement for a grocery store. We just haven't had companies that have been willing other than the dollar stores to move into these areas and spaces. So there's still a lot of work to be done. I know that the city's been working on this master food plan for about 10 years. And um, that's another thing I've learned in local government is everything takes forever. <laughs> everything takes forever. I'm like, I have four years at least, and I need to get some stuff accomplished, but everything takes forever. So um, there's still a lot of work to be done. I know it's really important to a lot of my colleagues. So we just are going to continue to keep on pushing, but 10 years is too long. Yeah. Hey, well, in doing a budget for the coming year, uh, do you still have that benefit of federal money that was coming in for the pandemic? Is that still something you can use? Um, Only some of it. We have some, I think, that's set aside that maybe we haven't received yet. Um, And I don't know what all the details are of that. But I have started thumbing through the bazillion pages of the budget um, to kind of look. It's kind of interesting. It's overwhelming for sure. But um, it's interesting to see, you know, the dollars that are attached to some of the programs or departments or whatever um, to kind of try to dig into that. And it is kind of a rabbit hole. I mean, if you look at the police department and you just keep on digging and it just mm-hmm. is like yeah. never ending. Yeah. But it, it, it is really interesting. And um, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited to get um, get going on that. You think the city's gone far enough in disciplining the, poli- disciplining the police officers who exchange those racist text messages we heard about. Did the city do enough? I just met with um, Chief Moore, and I know that he's committed to reviewing the discipline. Um, And I do trust him. Uh, That whole thing is just so unfortunate, Um, you know, and and especially because it it seems like it has been a long time ago, you know, when it happened originally. Um, And then when we found out about it, it's just, you know, over a year or maybe two, almost two years has, has passed. I'm really hoping that um, Lim uses his position to um, come up with the best solution because I don't think how it was handled previously was in the best interest of anybody. Let's talk a little bit about something that uh, has been just a source of great pride, the Riverfront Stadium. You mentioned it earlier. And, uh, wow, uh, of course, there's been some controversy about that 8% charge they put on, but... uh, a little what? bit of controversy. What you... <laughs> You've been hearing about that, huh? Well, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, 
nobody loves baseball more than I do. I mean, my dad's loved it forever. We try to go to all the different stadiums. So I was excited. Um, if I was in council at the time, I probably wouldn't have supported it in the same way. But coming in kind of after the stadium um, was already kind of a done deal and, and open. Um, I struggled really hard with supporting the hotel and the office buildings, to be honest. I was worried about expediting it while supplies are at an all-time high. Um, but I also felt like I don't feel – I'm not confident that the baseball stadium will be able to survive on its own. And so I was worried, you know, that if we don't complete the project, as in the parking garage, the hotel, and the um, office buildings, that it definitely – that was like – to me, it is, it is its only opportunity to – make the whole thing work basically um so yeah it was it was really hard i got a lot of you know feedback um good and bad um unfortunately jordan is you know kind of taking a beating over some of the decisions that he's made um and some of them we didn't even know about until after the fact much like the um the extra fee the development fee i mean i don't want to think twice about my, me and my son going to the to the baseball game i'm a single um income family and I don't want to have to think twice about going to a ball game because we don't have anything else going on on a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, you know, in the area you're talking about, it used to be they'd have a couple of boxcars sitting out there. Right. <laughs> that when we were growing up. So mm-hmm. uh, so there's Riverfront. Now, uh, what, as we're getting short on time, what, what are the biggest challenges uh, in being a city council member? What are the challenges you face that are biggest then? I think, you know, just um, – meeting staff and kind of them learning about me, me learning about them, you know, what things are important to me, you know, this ship has been going and now I've kind of jumped on, you know, in the last couple of months and, you know, there are things that are important to me and I'd like to work alongside, you know, some of the other um, programs that, you know, my other colleagues have been working on. So I think just learning to navigate city hall um, customer service is really important to me. So I just want to learn as much as I can to navigate so that I can help, you know, um, other people that reach out to me with issues. So mm. now, that's t- about it. Tell us, tell me about your, uh, the rewards. What are the payoffs other than a, uh, your massive paycheck you get down there? Uh, <laughs> what, what are the uh, other rewards of being on the Wichita city council? I mean, for me, the rewards are when my constituent reaches out to me and is having a problem that I know who to connect with in City Hall and getting an email from them or a call the next day saying, hey, oh, my gosh, thank you. You know, this is already taken care of. Even just like a pothole or, you know, just something really small like that or this tree is down or, you know, I'm having some issues, you know, over here, just as big or as small as it can be. You know, those are the things that I think um, are the most rewarding to me is that I was accessible for people to reach out to, and I was actually able to help them with whatever the issue may have been. And that goes back to your experience in business as a a retail uh, business operator and a bartender. You probably had to do a a lot of counseling and and helping people out, right? Yeah. And I've just learned to be a good listener. You know, I basically, I work for you. I work for, I mean, of course the district, but the whole city. So I want to make sure that I'm accessible to, to help people because I feel like that's what my job is. So being a single mom is not a, you, you, you learned to deal with that, I'm sure, right? Yes. <laughs> so that's not a big drawback to you. All right. <laughs> well, well, listen, so this is your first radio interview? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, that's an easy question. Well, you did okay. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it, Maggie, and best of luck to you. 
Uh, appreciate your service and uh, hope you hope you have a successful run down there in the city council. Maybe maybe a couple of them. So thanks <laughs> thanks for your time this morning. What you got? Yes, uh, thank you so much. Our guest, uh, Wichita City uh, District Six City Council Member Maggie Ballard, and that's all for this edition of Issues 22, 2022. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.